Pan-African Connect on cliffcentral.com. Hello world, it's that time of the week again. My name is Rosie Modena, aka the Afro-Yiddish Princess. Welcome to my show called Pan-African Connect, where we connect with people from across the continent, east, west, southern, northern Africa, finding out what they're doing, what they're up to, what they believe in, how they celebrate life, food, travel, day called the works. This week, we're going to be chatting to, to a phenomenal Ghanaian TV presenter, radio presenter, voiceover artist, MC. Uh, she hails from Ghana, but has grown up in South Africa. Um, getting to know the Ghanaian community in South Africa and to a perspective of the entertainment industry and of, 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 of our continent. But of course, first up, we always start with this tradition and. Yeah, uh-huh. You know what it is. I put it down, got a star, David. 
Hey, the Afro Yiddish Princess, and with me in studio I have Marion Lati. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Very, very good, thank you. You are originally Ghanaian. Yes. And you grew up in uh, Eastern Cape, am That's I correct? That's correct, yeah. Butterworth and East London. Yeah. About two decades ago, and I might be wrong, even in mm. a, little bit, a little bit later, a little bit longer, um, there was a great influx of Ghanaian professionals moving into South Africa, mm. into the Eastern Cape. Yes. Let's talk about that. Why, why South Africa and why specifically that region? Mm. Well, you're correct. The 80s was an era when uh, Ghanaians did come to the South because you mentioned you're doing West, East, South. So I guess I'm, I'm touching on the South part of your, of your uh, show segment. Yeah. So in the 80s, yes, um, opportunities came about for teachers and doctors in those professions. Mm-hmm. And um, those who in Ghana got to hear about it and those who were brave enough to jump ship mm-hmm. did come through down this side. Um, it wasn't just here in SA, also in Swaziland as well. There were okay. also opportunities that side. So my parents actually started off in Swaziland and then they moved down to South Africa. Oh, wow. And, and you were born in South Africa? Yes, I was. East London. And, and, and within the communities, I mean, uh, when we talk about the 80s, where it was a very, very volatile situation, what was the reaction from the locals with, 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 a, with a whole lot of foreigners moving into, with, into that mm. area? Well, I guess my parents would have a different perspective as I would because, mm. I mean, they're part of a different era as I am part of a different era. Yeah. So I can't really say for them how it was, but I knew they had to learn the language a mm. lot quicker. Um, to fit in with the locals. So yeah. you wouldn't always be an outcast or an outsider. Mm. You make that effort, which uh, people usually appreciate when you make an effort when you mm. come into their home. Mm. Um, with our side, the youngsters, I guess the first generation who, mm. who moved this side. Yeah. Um, I never actually, um, got the sense that I was an outsider or an outcast. Beautiful, um, beautiful. Some of them did, some mm. of my peers did, but I didn't, fortunately mm. or unfortunately, depending on where you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, I can't even say why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just being me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess also. But I think parents... that's also d- depending on the influence that your parents yes. are going to have in the home. Yes, yes. So, and that's something I want to, I want to, I want to tap into. So, if you're going to be putting in a, a stronger name influence and constantly telling your children, well, you're different to Tabo down the road, you're going to start growing up and believing Which they that. Which never did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Languages. What languages did you speak at home? Uh, my parents are tree speaking mm-hmm. from Ghana, but in the household, we spoke a lot of English. Okay. And I guess the older we got, um, Especially on my side, I realized that I wish I'd spoken my language a lot more at home. My parents mm-hmm. did try, mm-hmm. but I guess also when you grow up in a country that's not yours, yeah. and you know, the people in my country speak English or their native language, mm. you as a child assume, okay, I'm going to learn my parents' language, mm. which is not from this era. Mm. So who am I going to communicate with outside my family homes? Why not brush up on what is part of the space I'm in right now? Yeah. So for me, it was English and that's what I just stuck with and I went with. But I do understand my parents' language, mm-hmm. not 100%. Yeah, but um, in in Ghana itself, I mean, a majority of the population do speak English, and it's their first language. Yeah. English it, and a bit of French. And a bit of French is it is is tree a dying out language or? Like, for instance, if you go into just the, the normal grocery store and, and, and converse, somebody will be able to understand yeah, you. Yeah, Shri is one of the strongest languages there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like Osa Zulu here in SA. Okay, so yeah. you'll be 90% guaranteed to find someone that understands you if you speak in that language. Mm-hmm. 
Now, another thing which, which fascinated me about the whole migration, if you look at a certain pockets of, of, for instance, New York, there's, um, an area called Le Petite Senegal, which is just inhabited by, by Seneg- the Senegalese population. So you've got their own green grocer. They've got their own, um, designers, restaurants, music clubs, and so forth. Mm. Was that like this? Was it, did you have small pockets like that growing up in East London, in, in, in the um, Eastern Cape? Back then, no, not really. But mm. now we can see a lot of that booming. Like wow. if you look at Britain, Victoria, there are various sections of Pretoria where you know if you go there, yeah. that's where you find Senegalese, Nigerian, Ghanaians and so forth. But I guess back then, because we were still new to this, we mm-hmm. still had to understand our environment. Yeah. Uh, but we did keep close to each other. We, we had a very strong knit uh, of, of family. Everyone yeah. that came through was known to be your family. So when, when you address an elder, you always say uncle, mm-hmm. auntie, regardless of whether it's blood relation or yeah. not. Um, but that, but that, that, that's a typical African. Yes, you yes, know, That's true, the sense of Ubuntu true. also. Yes, so, yes, yeah. Yeah. And we're always um, trying our best to always meet up um, during the weekend social events so mm. we'd grow up together and understand each other and, mm. and be able to share what we experience in this country that we're now living in and also not forget our culture at the same time yeah which is very very important mm. uh, you mentioned before and and, and that the, the level of xenophobia didn't exist but over the last decade we've seen two horrific outbursts within yes. the country what's your take on that no, it did exist back then, but mm. luckily I wasn't part and parcel of it. Okay. Um, I would see and hear of people who were victimized back mm. then. Uh, you know, you, you'd, you'd walk down the street sometimes and people go, oh, I'm a gun, I'm a gun, mm. you know, mm. in the mm. Eastern mm. So you would hear a lot of that, but it wasn't anything violent. Yeah. Um, as you saw yeah, about here, five, y- yes, yes. Yeah, yes. here it was sinister. It was, yeah. it was, it was really, really vile and, mm. and literally, um, degrading people and treating them like animals, you know, mm. and, and that's what, that scared me that suddenly a nation can just turn on the next person. Mm. Um, it's interesting for me from, from another perspective. What was your take on it when it happened now? Well, mm. you know, cause I mean, you consider yourself South African. Yes. But I mean, did you feel s- s- betrayed at all by, by other South African inhabitants? Mm. Well, I guess that's what is people voicing the anger, but mm-hmm. you know, in voicing your anger, there are always different and better ways to do so. Yeah. Um, they probably would see it as the fact that, okay, this is our country first. Yeah. Uh, yes, they've been here for X amount of years or weeks or so forth. Mm. And they've come in and taken our opportunities, mm. whereas opportunities are there for you to take, whether yeah. you're from here, not from here. So grab if, what if you, you can. If you grab. want, if you want to grow and you want yes. to learn something, yes, it's, yes, it doesn't matter yes. from which part of the country. So I think it's on. been years of buildup. And, um, I guess those who now are in control, those who are in charge, those who are active enough. Mm-hmm. This is how they choose to address their, 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 their differences or their grievances, mm. which is unfortunate, but at least it came to an end. Yeah. I'm not sure if it all, it's ended, ended, ended. It yeah. might come again, but hopefully if it does come again, it'll happen in a more... Um, more civil, civil manner. Yeah. I, I think, I think, you know, it, it, it's, I don't think it has ended and I, I wish that the government would actually stand up to and, and create the dialogues that should have happened 10 to 15 mm. years ago. Um, because, because of what's happened, it isn't going to stop people still coming into our country and we need the foreign trade. Mm. We need that, that microcosm of people coming into our, for us to learn also. Yes. You know, so I think, I think we need to have those conversations and it's, and it's maybe our generation, mm. um, to, to continue with those conversations and not be scared to talk about it. Which is true. I don't think the problem has ever been addressed. Yeah. It was only, let's stop this. They mm. are our brothers and sisters, mm. and that's that. But it wasn't, okay, let's really iron out the proper issue here. Yeah. Get it over and done with. Understand where they're coming from. Mm. Let them understand where you're coming from, and let's reach a compromise of some sort. Yeah. Now it was just, let's stop the violence because the world is watching. Yeah. And if the world watches, then it hurts the country. Yeah, so I think so that true. was more why it was, let's end this now quickly, mm. but not sort it out properly as it should. Yeah. And politics, what's, what's your take? On, on Ghanaian politics, do you follow? 
No, I don't follow. I guess because I don't live there. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I do not know when they have, um, it, when they run the elections. I will know about it because family will, will speak about it mm. and you'll get to read about it as well here and there because I'm in the media. Yeah. So because I, I need to brush up with certain things, I will come across information mm. that comes from the West as well and I'll get to see and understand what's happening. But in depth politics, no. Mm. No, no, no. Yeah. No, it's also, it's also, it's easier way to, to, to stay away from it, especially if you're not from the region and, and you don't understand it. Know what to say, what yeah. not to say, and when you're and, not And I mean, I've, I've been a victim, not a victim, but, but I mean, I emceed an event in West Africa and, and one of the, the Asante kings were on stage and nobody told me I wasn't allowed to, I was, was supposed to, the certain yes, measurements that I was, yeah, yeah, and also no, I wasn't allowed to touch his cloth. Mm. And by mistake, I turned around, he was right next to me and I touched his cloth and then I was called backstage and it was like a big diplomatic debate. Yes. Do we pull off? stage and it's, and it's just to you know it's, it's I think those type of things we need to be very very careful yes. with in respect of, of, of the next individual. Basically the small things that media doesn't cover which mm. uh, for that country um, is pretty big when it comes to culture yeah. and you don't get to know about it so like you said mm-hmm. you get to read up all these exciting things the cloth the king mm. but you don't know that you can't touch it yeah. or you need to have your head down no eye contact that yeah. doesn't get reported on. Yeah absolutely moving on to media your, mm. your choice of, of career why? Wow. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy career choice. Yes, yes. Crazy and difficult at the same time. Yeah. Um, difficult because, because we're from Ghana and uh, our parents had moved down this side. We were never brought up in a family environment where entertainment, media was encouraged mm. in your family. So when you break away and you decide to do that, uh, you, you're fighting against, uh, a, a huge current Yeah <laughs> Your whole life basically mm. uh, Even till today It's not what my parents Want me to do But mm. uh, every year They get to understand And appreciate And try and support me mm. In what I have chosen to do Yeah But I mean You've, you've, you've done very well I mean you, you've done a, red, a TV presenting gig Which you won an award For last year What was that about? <laughs> <laughs> it was about TV <laughs> Alright No um, I did a lifestyle show It was mm. called Ghana on Point But uh, for You know how social media Is right now It was mm. called GH on point. Yeah. It was an hour long live show, my first time doing TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I have got a radio background. So I thought, okay, since I can't speak, maybe I can't, I can put that into uh, TV and make it work. Yeah. And clearly I got an award. So it did Definitely. work. And somehow, it was, it was an award here. I mean, you, it was an award in a Nigeria. <laughs> yes. So at least you were Speaks recognized. Volumes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a congratulations. And then your radio, what, what, what is your topic? Do you, do you want to go into talk radio? Um, do you, do you prefer uh, combining it with music? Do you want to go into sports? Where's, mm-hmm. where's your, your career path in terms of the radio? Well, my radio journey actually started a very odd way. I never grew up thinking I wanted to do radio. Mm. Um, it was something that people told me I should get into. And I eventually decided, okay, let me listen because 20 people, 30 people, 40 people can't be wrong. Uh, Let me try it out and see if there is truth to what they're saying. Mm. And uh, nine years ago, I tried. I got in. I've been doing radio for the past nine years now. And future wise, will I do talk radio again based on what people say? Uh, Some have said I should try and branch into that Mm. um, in time. So I wouldn't rule it out. Maybe it might happen. Maybe not. But I would also like to open up a company of sorts. So depending on which one comes first, we'll see. We'll Mm. see. Yeah. Life is very weird and interesting, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Before we move on to music from Ghana, I think we need to listen to this. Pan-African Connect on cliffcentral.com So, moving on to the music scene. What is, what is your, how would you define, if somebody said to me, okay, you're from Ghana, what is the music that comes from there? What can I expect? Mm. What is your definition, personal definition? Yeah. Well, you know, you need to speak about music from Ghana, you often have to... Fight for the fact that uh, Nigeria is close to Ghana. We're mm. also in the West, so they dominate the music industry. You know, one cannot deny that they dominated. Mm. So you often have to let people 
know why they should, you know, forget that Nigeria is this dominant force. Mm. But there is also Ghana that's trying. I mean, you have artists there that are doing pretty well. Mm. Uh, you have D Black, Stone Boy, um, Shatawale, yeah. um, and a couple more that, uh, Miss V, that mm. I'm trying to get off the cuff. <laughs> They're all out there, yeah. you know, and Sakode as well, who's doing pretty well in the hip hop industry. Yeah. So we've got a number of people that are trying to push and uh, put Ghana up there. But of course, we are fighting against a very strong force, which is Nigeria. Mm. But we will get there. Yeah. Because I mean, in the past, we were actually bigger than Nigeria. And then, of course, Nigeria uh, made things happen now and they're working. Yeah. No, no, no. They've really infiltrated yeah. the market, not only in film, um, with the hip hop market. Like if you look at um, NATO C, Ibuchuku, mm. I mean, these guys are signing in, in international deals, which is really, really interesting. But um, what I loved about the first time when I visited Accra is that you have a very strong um, royalty and, 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 and monarch system structured. Is there also a very strong traditional music structure or cultural music structure mm-hmm. that you know of? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, again, based on my, my family upbringing, mm. uh, when we get together, like I said, on the weekends for social gatherings, mm. um, you do get to the ladies, they do get to sing in their, um, traditional Ghanaian music style. Mm. So based on that, I would say yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. But of course, I cannot be 100% certain because I don't live in Ghana, mm. haven't been there in a couple of years, but I'll go there in December. So maybe you can bring me back in January <laughs> and <laughs> yes. I can report back and tell you, uh, what I said is true. Yeah. And, yeah. and your take on, on the South African music scene, the hip-hop, the, the rise of hip-hop, the, the, the rap that's been happening. I mean, we've got some phenomenal artists. What is, as, as, a, as a radio personality, what is your take on the music industry? In general or in general? Music, uh, in general? Yeah. Um, sure. For me, I'm someone that doesn't just listen to music to have fun and dance. Mm. I listen for the message. And for me, music, comparing it from the 90s when I was old enough to understand what music was mm. uh, and basic to, to what music is today, mm. the 90s had it. The 90s music was real music. And time music. Sense. Yes. Hence, you can you can switch up and, and play something from the 90s right now and people will still love it and sing to it and dance to it. And you also still crave that when you go out clubbing. Yes, they'll play current music right now, but when they play 90s music... Mm. You just see people smile from within when, when people get to take in that music. Yeah. So yes, music is great now, but it's great for just now. That's mm. the problem. It won't yeah. be great for 20 years from now. Yeah. And that's my problem I have with music currently. Why, but why but it, works. it works. Is, is it because so many more people are, um, have access to just, you know, before it was like, well, you needed somebody in a studio. Now, if you've got the right, uh, a software on your computer you can mm. be creating in your back room is it because of the level of complacency why do you think mm. it is I think it's a combination of that and the fact that we're in an era where it's all about now mm. let's make it happen now uh, we don't wait we do it now mm. and because we can't do it now we'll do it now mm. and not much time is put into getting proper words into songs yeah, right song the lyrics just, yeah, yeah you have songs that go yeah 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna and then that, that's a number one hit mm. and you ask yourself how? Why? Mm. But it's also us as consumers that that make this what it is today. Yeah, putting it onto their pedestal yes. and and tapping to it and then and putting it on the top charts. Yeah. And so, so you forth. and I can have a conversation like we're having right now about the fact that music isn't what it should be. Mm. End of the day, um, our friends will go out there and buy the CD. Probably you and I will also go out there and buy the CD mm. and support them. So unless we put our foot down, yeah, we'll continue. Unfortunately, so our kids won't have music like we had in the nineties yeah. to actually sit down and take in and understand and make it speak to the inner core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and also to create that message. Who's your favorite? I mean, you've mentioned a few um, uh, Ghanaian artists. Who's your favorite South African uh, female? 
based on what I just said, said now about yeah. the 90s and, and music currently mm. today, I'd have to say Zonke. Yeah. She's a soulful singer and yeah. Tandiswa. She, she, she brings current and past together yeah. and still makes it relevant, completely relevant. You know what I love about Tandiswa is that she's, it's not just about the level of re- relevance, is that but she's also very rooted in the Kosa yes. tradition. And I've learned um, a lot from what she's expressing within her songs, within her demeanor, within her image, and so forth. Um, do you relate a lot with that? Because it is, it is, it is a tradition that's that specifically dominant in the mm. Eastern Cape. Well. Beyond the flashy lights and the making noise, I want something that's real. Yeah. And if you resonate with me within that realness, then I'll like you. And, yeah. and that's yeah. what she does. Because at the end of the day, when, when the lights are out, mm. you want to be real to yourself. Yeah. To, so take in something that's real. Mm. And then male artists, South African male artists. Oh, yeah, because I only gave you two females. Um, <laughs> Someone that actually broke out recently um, is quite good. Nati, not quite sure if you've heard mm-hmm. his music. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also got that soul element. Mm. I want to talk about the loud stuff, aka is okay. Yeah. Um, Don't let him tell you. <laughs> Don't let him hear that. <laughs> okay, the hip hop giants of the country, aka he might just come up with another record about me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anything's possible. There'll, there'll be a tour going on about what you said. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind, eh? It's yeah. good publicity. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we can press on AKA as much as we want. Yeah. And what, where, where, where's, where does Marin, I mean, you mentioned that you, you wanted to start your own company. Mm. But, um, in terms of what is your like five to 10 year plan in, uh, are you, do you want to stay, do a company within the media industry or mm-hmm. something totally different? What, what is your game plan? Well, looking at what I've been doing in the past nine, ten years, it's always been about media. Mm-hmm. So chances are it probably will involve the media because it's all I know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if possible, I would like to branch outside of it. But mm-hmm. if I want to be real to myself, then I'll probably stay within it. I just knew growing up that whatever I wanted to become or do, mm-hmm. it had to change people's lives. Right. So I'm working on that, and hopefully it'll come to me, and and I'll get to push it and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the meantime, I've got a few things I want to do. But that big thing that 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 wow aspect mm. still has to come to me. Yeah. Okay, so let's listen to one of her favorite um, Ghanaian artists, Miss V. Track two. Pan-African Connect on cliffcentral.com Welcome back to the show. My name is Rosie Mutena, a.k.a. the Afro-Yiddish Princess. And I have in studio with me Marion Lati, who um, is Ghanaian, but grew up, was born and grew up in South Africa. And we, we're getting the perspective of, of West African versus Southern African. So at the moment, when you look at how the world is seeing Africa, they're suddenly realizing that Africa is a sexy continent and everyone wants a piano. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're no longer starving children and, and flies and, and UN people that need help and so forth. Mm. They're suddenly understanding the, 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 the beauty and the essence that we have to offer. What is your take on that? Um, do you think that Africans have put themselves on the right platform globally or are we still in a process where we, where we could be exploited? Uh, it took us too long to mm. get here, to be honest. Um, I think we, we should have been 
there 40 years ago, if not more. Yeah. Because you look at the fact that people from the West came here to get what they got and, and that made them a success. Just that, I guess, as Africans, we, we, we tend not to realize our strengths, mm. our, our values beyond our culture. And because of that, many things taken for granted. And the next person comes in and takes it off our feet, literally. Mm. And then we realize, hey, we wake up sometimes too late. I mean, look at this. Uh, 2015, 2014, mm. only now the world is starting to respect us, which mm. happened years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and your take on, on, on the, the, the lack of female leaders across the continent. Do you think that we still have a long way to go in terms of, in terms of the rise of, of African female power? Mm. Well, I mean, we have the African female powers there, but I mean, the ratio of presidents across, across the continent is really, really minimal. Um, what's your take on that? I guess that'll always be a war between African culture versus West culture. Mm. Uh, if you want to look at leadership versus in the terms of African culture, yeah. women cannot lead and mm. should not lead. Mm. So if, 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 if that's what we are going to try and hold on to, which we should, because that's all we have as Africans yeah. that distinguishes us from the West, then unfortunately there won't be many female leaders, mm. which you know, stepping outside of the African mold is a sad thing because females are strong enough and, and we have the qualities actually. Mm. If only we were given the chance to and, mm. and people will be able to see that um, we can make this work. We can run this beyond and if our we, and skirt, we, and if beyond we weren't our young, But also if we weren't put into positions where we were set up to fall. Yes. You know what I mean? We need, we need, I mean, and, and maybe I could also get your, your intake on, on this is that, you know, the the PhD syndrome, the polo down syndrome, is is very very evident, and I think it's more evident amongst African mm. women. Um, in your group and your generation, is there a, a level of upliftment? Or are you supporting each other? Well, you have certain groups. Mm. Um, as with every friendship you have, you have that group that will uplift you and push yeah. you and push you. You have the other group that will pull you down. Other group that will just be there in the middle, not quite sure whether they're coming or going. Mm. Um, and also what you said, basically with the pull me down syndrome when it comes to ladies, uh, we, we also fighting that and also fighting black culture where black yeah. people don't want the other black person to succeed. So it's a lot difficult for us as females to, to work it and mm. make it work. You know, we, we, we fight against two enormous powers. So if you succeed at that, then you are indeed a strong yeah. African woman. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, when I was starting out in the industry and, and I mean, I've only went into to, to radio the last 10 years of my, of my career, but there was a lot of sexism within the TV. Have you encountered that? Is it because I know that different networks have gender equality terms and things in place. Um, but a lot of the time it's a lot of window dressing. Have you encountered a lot of sexism coming in? In entertainment, you'd be kidding yourself if you don't yeah. um, open your eyes and see it. Mm. Whether someone actually says it to you or does it to you, uh, you, you cannot ignore the fact that when you even look at where you work, mm. the male versus female ratio, in that ratio, within that ratio, leadership, mm. uh, all those things, when you open up your eyes, you get to understand that we have a long way to go. Mm. I mean, if I look where I'm working right now, uh, it's pretty much male dominated. Yeah. And the females are just there basically to be that, that bimbo woman, yeah. the woman with the skirt, sorry to say. Mm. And, and it's sad because we, we have a lot more to offer than that. But will we ever get to the point where we'll be allowed to be who we really are? So if you don't and have to prove. Yes, yeah, yeah. who we really are. Or will they keep on choosing the wrong poster girl 
that speaks for all women, mm. which is what they're doing right now. How, how have you handled it? Because you're very, very rooted in, in who you are and your beliefs. How have mm. you, have you handled and, and haven't succumbed to that? I mean, what would you call it? The bubblegum nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Big nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess I try my best not to let it get to me because if it gets to me, it will affect my work. And if it affects my work, then I also just become part of another cycle, which mm. I don't want to happen. But also, um, it, it, it also it gives them the power. Yes, it does give them the power. But at the end of the day, if you stay strong in what you do, what you're employed to do, and you maintain who you are, someone's always watching, someone notices, and that person tells the next person. Mm. And they get to realize that, hey, that woman over there is different. See her, watch her, and when the opportunity comes about, they will give it to you. Mm, absolutely. It's quite an empowering topic. Do you get involved with, with, with the younger girls and, and talking about these issues and, and empowering younger girls for, for the generations that are going to follow? Um, not in terms of having seminars, but when I do have one-on-one conversations with people and, mm. and it comes about, then, yeah, we get into this in-depth, deep conversation mm. and uh, we often leave each other um, better and, and having understanding something we never understood. Yeah. And if I see someone has the potential to do seminars, I'll say to them, go out there, make it work and get people there and let's start talking mm. and let's um, change what's happening right yeah. now. It won't change unless we make it change because yeah. we know what's going on, but we just like the music. Mm. <laughs> we just but, but why is that? Because people, people are, you know, and I, and I think, you know, musicians and, and if you go back to the eighties and apartheid, it was our, our musicians. It was, um, they were the voice. They were the voice. It was our actors. They were the yeah. voice. They were sending, they were transcending those messages. Um, how do we get people to, and, and even if it, it, I mean, I'm not even just talking about, about musicians, but people to talk about issues. So mm. yes, this happened. Um, I'm not happy with it. What's happened is that person's violated yeah. me, but I won't talk about it. I don't want to rock the boat. Mm. How are we going to change that perception? Okay, let, let me let me not say that all musicians have just fallen under the whole mm. bubblegum yeah, 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 image right now. Yeah. You do have a few musicians who, who do try and do exactly that. But if you notice, their music video, their song, if it does get major airplay, it stays for a very short time yeah. and then it's just lost, forgotten. Yeah. Mm. And then or it's, the it's, it's under a, a, um, what is the CSI? It's put yes, into a specific yes, bracket. Yes. Yeah. So, so you have individuals who do try, but in them trying, it also sends a message to those that could also change what they're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, but should they want to change it? They realize it's not going to work because they only get one week, two weeks and it's gone. Mm. Whereas when I do what I'm doing, I get months of airplay. So mm. will it be worth it? No. Mm. And people need to make money to survive. Yeah. So whether we know the truth or not, will it give me money? Yeah. And that's the bottom line, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah I suppose it's also just, it's, it's that double play that if, if you're making enough money for, to cover your bills and to cover your, your, yeah. your legacy, then you take out time and it's yes. a humanitarian. Because holding black cards won't pay my bills. Yeah. No, absolutely. Selling a song that sells millions. Well. Yeah. And, and gets to, to, to the teenagers and so forth. Yes. Um, other, other organizations, other, other humanitarian, I mean, what is, what is your take on, on, on children and women abuse uh, across the continent? Mm. Do you think that we're speaking about it enough going back to what we're talking about? Again, it's not, um, like with xenophobia. Mm. Um, unfortunately here, I'm not sure about other African countries, but I'll base on what I know, which is South Africa. Mm. Um, you only get to know about such things during certain calendar 
days or months mm. like women's month but i feel they could still be a lot that uh, the government can do for women's month yeah. but we'll instead, instead, instead of having tea yes. parties and yes. and fashion shows yeah because yes. i mean that just goes back to the stereotype and then the 16 days in december mm. so those are only times we really get to know what's going on but mm. in us getting to know what's going on it's just copy and paste yeah. every single year what are we going to do this year to to um actually open up the next person's eyes beyond copy and paste that we do all the time. Mm. I mean, people saw copy and paste before the 16 days or before Women's Month. Mm. So there is more you can do. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do but, it. but but it's also, it's, it's, it's more, and I don't want to, I mean, I'm using the word lifestyle, but lifestyle is, is a very positive word, but it's about the way you think. And if you can adapt, adapt that, that philosophy 365 days of the year, and then when somebody goes out of line, correct them. Yeah. I think that would be on, 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 a, on a better path if you want to create that proper change mm. as opposed to just the window dressing. Yes. You know, um, in your opinion, what, what more could the government do? Because I mean, I, I've got a list of <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that needs to be, that needs to, that needs to happen. Mm. You know, what, what is your opinion on, on that? I think showcasing more stories on a regular yeah. um, and showcasing more stories, it will obviously speak to people and show them that they don't have to be afraid to mm. report what's going on in their household, their workplace, or wherever mm. they're being abused. Yeah. Uh, because people don't come through, real people, not people who are paid to just advertise yeah. and, and pretend that they were abused. Yeah. So because they're not coming from a real place all the time, um, I wouldn't feel safe to come out and say, I'm Marion, I was abused mm. yesterday. Mm. And not just yesterday, but for the past five years of my life. Mm. And I need help now. Mm. Help me. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very profound that. Um, we're going to take a quick break and listen to another artist by the name of D Black. And then after the break, let's get a, bit, a little bit more personal with this. Hey. Yeah. 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 D Black. He's David Okay, welcome back to the last segment of the show. My name is Rosie McDonough, a.k.a. the Afro-Yiddish Princess, and I'm speaking to the beautiful Marion Lati. Uh, love? Yes. Yes. Personal. And you go, love? <laughs> I just go, I'm just going straight, straight <laughs> I, into I ignore baby. such words. I didn't hear it. <laughs> but we all, we, we all need love in our lives. Yes, I mean, I yes, love Duncan, do. my right-hand man. You know, it's we, Hence, we, you're so far apart. But you <laughs> yeah, love each other. Oh, we love each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is marriage and children on the cards? Yes, I mean, I mean, yes, you know, everyone, yes. it's, it's a, it's a very stereotypical question that, that when you ask a woman, it's like, well, do you want the, 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 the wife, the, the mm. husband and all of that? And I mean, I remember growing up, and I didn't dream of the white wedding, you know, and now I'm getting old. I was like, yes, of course I'd like a companion, but it's for me, it's not about that white wedding mm. and then the picket fence. It's about creating that union with somebody yeah. that becoming a big best friend with somebody so that when you're dying or when you're sick or whatever, that person's got your back without even you having to say so. What's mm. your take on, 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 on marriage? Like you said, um, different strokes for different folks. Mm. And also nowadays, things are a lot different than they were when our parents were growing up. Yeah. Uh, now people are chasing different things. And I guess it's more of as you chase, will you find someone that will chase with you mm. or someone that you'll find as you get to the top of your race? Yeah. That's what it has become. Uh, unfortunately, you have people that will still go back and be part of their parents' time. And, mm. and as a woman, mm. you put your dreams aside or completely close that box mm. for that man in your life. Because you want what you were told to have when you're mm. a little girl That you need to get married, you must get kids By this age and that age and that's how it must be mm. If you need to stop what you're doing, you stop what you're doing And you support him and that's that But 
nowadays there's a lot more to life and I did you get pressure from your family for sure they're yeah. part of the old school so yeah, yes yeah. yes no, i, I do <laughs> I, I need to explain that no mom uh no dad but dad my dad what i like about him is he supports you if you can show him that it's working Mm, you know, so, mm. so he'll always support you. But that's also, that's um, also very typical old school is like, well, show me that the piece of paper is white yes. because I'm seeing it as purple. Yes. And as artists, we sing it all those sorts yes. of stuff. In fact, it's not even a piece of paper. It's a book. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. With my mom, it's more of cast in stone. Mm. Um, it's past this age. What's going on? Um, I need it to happen. Make me happy. Mm. I want to see my grandkids and, 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 mm. but, um, also with that, just like with my career part, that I chose uh, Every year you get to explain And they get to understand That okay It will happen I'm not saying I never want to get married mm. But I guess Myself and the person Both understand When it's right It will happen Because yeah. we're both Chasing things And I know With what I'm doing right now I don't have the time I'd be lying to myself mm. And my child Or my children If I had to say um, Let me get married tomorrow Let me have my kids now Because mm. I wouldn't have The time for them And the mother I want to be Is I want to be Fully present All the time Yeah, I don't want to take my kids But you want to be happy Yes You know And like I've spoken too. To a lot of people And although they didn't Realize what they were Doing at the time But and it, I'm, not, I'm, I'm generalizing these mm. are the specific people that, that I've spoken to is that in their 20s, they resented the fact that some of us were studying or some of us were partying. And whether you like it or not, yeah. that feeling of resentment is transcended through to your child, mm. you know, and and yes, we got the biology and our bodies maybe might not adapt or we might need assistance with, with, mm. with egg freezing and so forth. But I think that, you know, as Oprah says, that we can have it all, but not all, all at the same time. Yes. You know, um, and I just think allow time mm, as well. Yeah. Allow it in, in all its forms. Yeah. When because, it's time, because, it's time. Because, because when they, it's not time, it's not time. Yeah. They're, they're not pushing the guys. And, mm. and, and it's, and I think there's a rise of new women that are just, um, this generation of women who are just saying, okay, well, I'm not just going to succumb. You know, so many people have said to me, well, just settle. I was like, I don't need, I, I mm. value and then be my, unhappy. Yes. Yes. You know, <laughs> and then he's philandering and then you philandering and then yes. the children unhappy. It's just, just because, like, just because in paper we missed and misses. Yeah. You know, and, and the rings there and yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, how can we change that? Because unfortunately there still is that school that the minute you get to 30, oh my goodness, if I don't mm. find my husband, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been told I'm barren. I've then asked, well, am I not interested in men? Does the family have to, to, to get used to the idea that I might be bringing a woman home? Are you, home, a you psycho? Know? <laughs> like, are you psycho? <laughs> yes. Are you psycho? What were you too picky? Yes. You know, all of these things. And, and do you think society plays a big role in, 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 in those Stereotypes, one hundred percent. Yeah, because every girl is told from a young age that this is your path. Yeah. Um. I guess now it's different because they'll also throw in education on top of it. But you always be told marriage, kids, marriage, kids, support your husband mm. as early as possible. Mm. So unless that changes, then this won't change. Yeah. You have you have people like you and I who who will go against the, mm. the status quo. But of course, then you'll have those names thrown at you. Like, yeah. what's going on with you? Are you sure you're okay? <laughs> yeah. um, just have one child now. Don't get married. Just have a child. Mm. But you need to. As a woman, you must have kids. Mm. Why? Mm. Yeah. Or, or you've left it for too late. How yes. do you know it's too late? Do you know my body? Yeah. Have you examined me? You know. Yeah. Mm. Um. And then I want to ask something in terms of of. Where you want to take your career? Do you just want to stay in in SA, or do you plan to branch out? Mm. I wouldn't like to limit myself to to SA. Um, I'm hoping probably 
if opportunity allows, I could do something in the UK mm-hmm. or even go back home to Ghana and, yeah. and do something there. I, I wouldn't mind actually. Um, so UK, USA or Ghana, mm-hmm. those three, I would love to. Yeah. And, and within the same medium with radio, with television, sending the message out. Because it's what I'm doing right yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's what's making sense to me. And it's making sense to those that consume what I do. Yeah. And advice to, to, to young girls who don't know what they want. Mm. Um, they're finishing off school. They, they confused. Um, they might come from a, a household or a family that's even stricter than what you came from. What, mm. what, what advice would you give to them? It's okay not to know what mm. you want to do, but if you don't know what you want to do, you need to learn to listen more. Because my path, I never really knew. I'm one of those people that can do a lot of things. And mm. because I can do a lot of things, I don't know of that bunch what is me, what is Marion. So I had to learn to listen. Mm. When people tell you the same thing, that's what you should pursue and spend time on and see if it'll work for you. Yeah. So learn to listen more. If you do know, great. See yourself in it. Start, start dreaming it. Start being it. And then let it become it. Mm. And and in terms of, of marriage, and I'm sure you get this question asked a lot, um, do your parents expect you to come home with somebody from do you, do your parents expect you to come home with somebody from West Africa or from Ghanaian tradition, or would they be happy with somebody from Scandinavia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um my mother, uh, she would prefer someone from uh, the same culture, a Ghanaian guy. Mm. Uh, her reasoning behind it is because it's less complicated because you only have one culture to concentrate on and that's mm. it. And then when the marriage stress has come about, then you can deal with that. But now you have marriage stress, you have culture stress, mm. you have that and this stress. Yeah. So if you can minimize it, minimize it. And and that's why she would prefer me to bring home someone from Ghana, <laughs> <laughs> who she has a list of, by the way. I'm but... just going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, is there that mothers, family that, yes. that, that the parents want you to to get involved with? Yes. And, yeah, and and how are you handling that? Um, I am I am at the top two of her list, so I've I've, I've chipped, chopped it down to mm. top two, and seeing if those top two actually work with with what I'm doing right now, work mm. with me, and what I hope to do as well, mm. and also of course with who I also have. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see when I'm ready in the next two years. Um, I'll see. Yeah. Hopefully I make the right choice. I guess that's also a scary part. But the, thing, to, but the thing is, the right, you choice, the you, right you choice, follow your heart. Don't, but, don't, don't listen to the, to the list. Follow yes. your gut. And, and if there's top two, when, if you meet them and things happen, mm. um, and if you, your gut tells you no, follow it. When you say follow your heart as well, mm. nowadays, we are in a very complicated, complex world. Yeah. Your heart belongs to so many things. So what you get from this person, your heart is there. Mm. And the other person doesn't give you that, but something else that your heart loves. Mm. So that's the, the complicated part of it all. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you know? So they all cater to different things. It's just of those different things, 20 years from now, which one of those different things will still mm. be strong in your book and still be strong when it comes to what your heart resonates with? Mm-hmm. Health-wise, I mean, you're incredibly fit. How do you, how do you stay? Oh, incredibly you... fit. <laughs> <laughs> you look it. <laughs> I don't think so, but thank you. Thank you. Did you, did you grow up, um, uh, uh, very sports orientated? Yes, I did. Mm. Um, I was an athlete. I used to run 100 meters and I played hockey as well, mm. uh, for, 
a huge chunk of my life till about 2009. That's, oh, that's wow. when I stopped. So wow, um, okay. I was always that sporty person. So when I go back home, actually to East London, mm. and I tell people I'm in radio, it's almost a shock to them because they always thought I'd do something related to sports or probably become a lawyer because I used to talk a lot mm. in school, which my dad hated. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's a shock to them, but. Um, I guess it's a combination of, of all those two. Mm. What I do, I, I get to talk. Uh, what I do makes me travel to, mm. to many places. So those elements of sports and talk are still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 what is your health regime? Do you do you exercise a couple of times a week? I mean, obviously not doing the hockey anymore. <laughs> I should <laughs> maybe do that. Should. I should exercise <laughs> yeah. some, a couple of times a week, but I don't. Mm. Uh, I, I don't. And and the importance of of eating healthy and eating clean. How important mm. is that to you? Very important. Yeah. Um, again, also because I've decided not to have a family at a very young age. So mm. what I what I consume is very important to me. Mm. Um, also, I don't not eat things because oh my gosh, you can't eat this because you're going to have kids when you're forty. Mm. No, mm. Uh, I don't eat what I don't like, and I eat what I like. Mm. But in me eating what I like, I know um, I should have it in in proportion. Mm. You know. Mm. But since a very young age, I've never liked oily. Food. Yeah. So luckily for me, that that helps me a lot. Yeah. So, because I mean, yeah, you've got beautiful skin, you've got a beautiful body, and 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 I, mean, and I think no, no, no. But I think well, it's you very make me feel like I just get a photographer and uh, but, yeah, but I think it's important woman. that that woman should follow that. But then yeah. also, you know, as African women, we've got the hips. But just because you've got the hips doesn't mean you're unhealthy. Yes. You know what I mean. So, and I think that's a, that's a very important message. Um, if people want to get hold of you, what is your Twitter handle, Facebook, mm. Instagram? The whole entourage. Oh, me and admin. So because I don't really like admin, but yeah. because of what I do, I had to conform and be part of one mm. or two of those the social platforms. I'm on Facebook. Uh, the full name there is Marion Nyakulati. It's a double barrel surname. And then on Twitter, I'm on Lati Official. Okay. And Instagram. Uh, Why the double barrel surname? Uh, my dad's surname actually is a oh. double barrel surname. Okay. Oh, then um, I thought maybe it was your mom and your dad. No, no, no. It's, my mom also had a double barrel surname as well. So yeah. they were double barrels who found each other. Okay. Um, so my granddad, whose name was Nyaku, added his name onto the surname, which originally was just Lati. Mm-hmm. So that's how it became a double barrel Nyaku Lati. Why right. he did it? I've got no idea, but it helps me. <laughs> yeah. Because when I say my surname, people want to know exactly what my story is. Mm. Because it's, it's one of those things that, um, you can't just read and ignore. Yeah. It just jumps out at you. Mm, mm, absolutely. And message to people out there, um, in the industry, uh, of way, what, what can they expect for, of Marion in the next five years? Well, you can expect me not to conform. Um, I guess, I can't exactly say that 100% and stand by that statement because um, a small part of you needs to conform somewhat to survive. Mm. But I won't become that girl that just laughs in the background yeah, as a yeah. woman in the industry just because um, I, I need to survive. Yeah. And and I'm glad that people respect that about me. Mm. That And I won't be that girl just because you're going to pay me more. No. What you see is what you get, basically. Mm. Uh, uh, my upbringing, my parents always taught us to... Be rich in values and never ever drop that standard for anyone or anything. Yeah. Uh, that's why when you, when, when someone has to say your name and surname, the reaction after that must speak of pride Absolutely. and not anything else. That's powerful. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs>
I'm just like really resonating with what you say. Thank you so much for the time. No, thank you for having me. And we, we will touch base next year after yes. you've done a trip to Ghana. Bring us back some new music. Let us know <laughs> what's happening on the scene. I shall. And I shall to, to end off the show, we're going to be playing off with another, another Ghanaian artist and catch us next week where we go to Zambia, where we talk to Chishala Chitoshi Jr. about his, the rise of his, um, radio station called Flavor FM and what's been happening on the music scene and in Zambia. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, Princess RTM. Otherwise, I'm on Facebook, Rosie Mutena, and Instagram, aka the Afro Yiddish Princess. Thank you so much for listening. Pan African Connect.